All right. Hey, Sense fans. Welcome back to the New Era Sense podcast, episode number three. I'm Nick. I'll be your new host from now on. I'm also joined by Noah, our co-host, as always. And our special guest today is our founder, Dave. Uh, For those of you who may not know, Dave has really been our rock behind the scenes and has done a lot for us in terms of business. And obviously, he's a great leadership presence. So we're very lucky to have him. And welcome, Dave. But without further ado, guys, I think in honor of Alex Trebek and his passing, I'd love to hear your thoughts on his, um, obviously his passing and his, uh, your, your fondest memory of him, really. Trebek, Trebek lived a hell of a life, man. He, he, died, he died at 80. He was the legend of, of Jeopardy for however many years it, was, it aired. The long, long tenure uh, he was he was in not only nationally known he was internationally known he was just a globally renowned guy and uh it's as unfortunate as you can possibly get yeah yeah for me growing up i'm a little bit older than you guys i mean for us uh jeopardy was a big thing in our household every evening um now i remember as a kid coming home from school doing homework dinner and there was jeopardy with the family right yeah, and the one thing I like the most about Trebek is a lot of guys from Canada who become celebrities honestly really forget about their roots. And and I was just having this conversation the other day with a buddy of mine. I'm not going to name names, but there's a lot of celebrities that I personally follow who you would not know are Canadians. And and Trebek was a Canadian through and through. That man was. I I wouldn't be surprised if he had a maple leaf tattooed on him somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you know he he. Uh... Not only was he diehard Canadian, but he was a diehard Sens fan. He lived yeah. and died uh, with the red, black, and gold. <laughs> I heard he was a Habs fan, but I mean, I'll, I'll take it that he's a Sens fan. So uh, <laughs> I've I've seen him. I've seen him at a couple Sens games before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's those clips there of him in the stands there. So I'd assume he's a Sens fan if that's the case. But he went to. He is a uh, alumni from the University of Ottawa. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's I've also, I've also never seen him draft anybody from Montreal. So he's a yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's so he's, he's a sense he's fan. ours. There he's is. ours. You think maybe that we'd uh, what do we have in the CTC? We have like a wall of honor. I think at the top floor we have Ryan Murray or something. You think maybe he has a case to be put up there for us? Oh, that's so, a good question. Yeah. So it's it's tough. So it's the Ring of Honor, right? And yeah. and. I don't think so. As and I'm not. It's not to knock on Alex Trebek. The man was magnificent, but I think the Ring of Honor is more for what you've done for this franchise or what you've done for the city. As for Alex Trebek, has not done a lot for the organization or a lot for the city. He's been a friend of the city. He's been a friend of the organization, but it, he's not. He's not one of the guys who did a lot for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's a fair point. I. Uh... I would like to see, obviously, some something. I don't know. I I don't know. You wouldn't get a patch, or I don't think he would. Maybe maybe a helmet sticker, maybe. But um, I don't. I don't think you'd. I don't think you'd get the Ring of Honor. It would be. It would be a, a hell of a, a hell of an honor for it, though. No pun yeah, intended. It, it's it's cool because today uh, on the news they were they were saying that uh, at U Ottawa there was a little uh, memorial with flowers that were piling up today which is uh, great because people you know like to mourn and they'd like to show their support for people like that and that guy deserves it all 
So, I mean, if it's not the Ring of Honor, well, maybe it's something else. And I think definitely that that's a figure we should honor in some way, somehow. Um, so we'll see if the Suns decide to do that. But I think already with his uh, draft moment, uh, that that's pretty deep. And that, that's going to stick with us for, for a long, long time as Stutzlo uh, progresses. And we look back at that moment, it's it's incredible. So I'm, I'm really but, happy to see. And a classy move on, on Timmy there to... To send something out on Instagram in memory yeah. of him as well. Yeah, so. absolutely. I, I uh, really nice. yeah, I saw that and I, I, uh, I immediately thought that was a great thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know what baffles me is growing up, Price is Right and Wheel of Fortune were always way more popular than Jeopardy. Like when you talked about the three main game shows, it was Price is White, uh, Price is Right, sorry, Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. But then at the end of the day, Bob Barker, everybody knows kind of his name, but not everybody knows the host of Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. But everybody, I don't care what country you're in, they know who they know who Trebek was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for good reasons, obviously. And um, going back to that, those old memories, what I was wanting to ask you guys was your first sense memories. Because if we go back in time, obviously we go home and watch Jeopardy, but we also became sense fans along the way so what i what i'm asking you guys is how did you guys get started into being passionate fans and where you are today my earliest memory of the sense fan uh, of being as being a sense fan was i was sitting in my i was sitting in my den and i remember i was probably in grade one it must have been some grade one, grade two, some around there. And my brother comes running up, running upstairs and he smashes on the TV and he points at the TV and he goes, look, and Ray Emery is sitting there fighting Marty Biron (laughs) and he's shoving him to the ground. And then he picks up Jason Peters and he starts fighting him too. Or Andrew (laughs) Peters. That's my apologies, insane. but still, I that that was my earliest, and it it has to be my earliest memory. <laughs> yeah, for me, it'd be uh, 1995. I'm a little bit older than you guys. Uh, 95. It was a Valentine's Day game. Auto versus Montreal. Ottawa played terribly. They uh, they lost, of course. Um, but I think it was in the opening period. There was there was four fights. Four fights in the opening period. The rivalry <laughs> goes that far back. Um, now, I, I was really young, so I can't remember much more of that game. I just I remember the scent of stale beer. And every time I've gone to a hockey game since, it, it brings me back to that first game. Yeah. Oh, that, that's, that's great, man. Those are good memories to have. You know, you, you, you sort of look back and you remember those things, but oftentimes that's that's in the past and we move on but to touch back on those things is just incredible and how about you nick all around oh if if i remember correctly I, I think i was watching on tv with my dad one game i think it was the game where alfie decked darcy tucker from the leafs <laughs> <laughs> if, I'm, if i'm not wrong that's 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 the moment it was a huge alfie moment i think that's what it was the one where he scores right after i'm pretty sure right that's that's the one yeah um, yeah 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 but anyways pretty much started with that watching games with my dad and uh i i fell into the deep hole of loving alfredson and then obviously uh for good reasons that guy was my idol as a kid and um obviously since it was a team from ottawa 
I was uh, I was excited because I got to see the games, and ever since then, man, I've been a pretty big fan. So, um, thanks for that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> also, because uh, you look back in the past and you, you really realize that some of the teams we had um, over the years, we were pretty strong on D. Like, you look back, we had Wade Redden. Uh, obviously, we had Chero over the years, uh, Carlson, all these players. Uh, but as of right now, I wouldn't say that our D core is the best. Uh, you compare our forwards and our D, I will definitely tell you our D is pretty weak. Um, so I, I was going to mention about you guys, uh, how you guys feel about the right side of our D being so weak, and should we make a move coming up for the season? I think you make a move uh, after training camp. If if your players that you're expecting to jump in uh, don't or can't right away, it's yeah. you, you need to I think you need to watch for that first because you don't want to take away spot for the young guys. So if if these guys really are ready to step up and you see the Bernard Dockers and the Lassie Thompsons when he well, Lassie Thompson comes over, uh, and maybe you see uh, some out of uh Archim Zub, they're these younger guys that uh are gonna be able to have a big chance here. I don't think you take that spot away unless you're sure that they're not going to be able to make it into the NHL that year. Yeah. Or at least for that, or at least until the trade deadline. Yeah. Like for me, when you look at the left side, you got Shabbat, Branch, and you got a whole bunch of guys, and it's so strong. But then when you look at the right side, we don't really have anybody that's really a top notch guy. Um, and at the end of the day, we might not get that next season. Um, like you guys said, we might have one of those guys up and coming in the next few years that might be able to step in there. But for now, we just don't. I mean, I've always thought personally, I got like Travis Hammond that can really come in, eat some of those minutes. Um, he's got a bomb shot from the right side. And, and a good vet too. He's, he's and a good a, veteran. I was just going to say, without Hainsey back on that blue line, a yeah. really good vet to have would be a guy like Travis Hammond who's still relatively young and, and can still play. I mean, again, he's not the best guy out there, but he brings a lot of what Ottawa would need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we have a lot of young guys, but obviously they're they're not ready to make the jump. You see JBD going back to the UND program. Um, Lassie Thompson not having a strong year right now, as of right now, uh, but hope to see him in Belleville. Maybe that'll be different for him. Um, and obviously Brandstrom, that's still a big question mark. I, I, I don't really know uh, what to expect with him because of how much D-depth we got with Josh Brown, good Branson. Um, so I don't know if that plays any effect, um, but I do hope to see him. And I, I, I know he does prefer to play the right side, if I'm not mistaken. So that would be pretty nice to see. Maybe not with Shabbat because they're so similar, but um, maybe on the second pairing, third pairing this year, get some minutes in and that, that would be really nice. But um, also, uh, I wanted to talk about our World Juniors that's coming up. We have obviously a few rookies. And speaking of D, we have Jake Sanderson that's going to represent the U.S. Maybe Tyler Clevin, I thought I heard. Um, obviously, a few other guys. We'll see if we see Stutzel um, take part in it, if he's back from his injury and Ottawa lets him. Um, I'm just going to ask, though, are you guys excited for this year's World Juniors, especially since it's a bubble situation? And who do you think, uh, as a prospect for our team, uh, should represent their countries? I think uh, <clears throat> one name that has been pretty hot on Sen's Twitter for a little while, <clears throat> at least since we've drafted him. Um, Roby Arventi, 
is going to be one guy that you're going to really have to look out for Finland. He's big, he's fast, he's able to put the puck in the net seemingly, you know, every night. Yeah. I, I think he's going to be one of the main guys you got to look for. The other guy is our other, is our third, our third first round pick, Ridley Grieg. He's going to be an absolute nuisance out there. And it's going to be really fun to watch as a potential uh, center for Brady Kachuk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, my favorite line right now is he's nitty, he's gritty, his name is Ridley. So <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm really excited to see Ridley play. Um, he's been compared to a Brad Marchand. Um, and at the end of the day, you hate Brad Marchand unless he's on your team. So yeah. if, if Ridley's the next up and coming Brad Marchand, I'm glad he's, he's a senator and not somewhere else. Um, you know, he's played in the Gretzky Cup, I think it was last season. Uh, he got three points in five games. Uh, he's not a big guy. I think they had him at 159, but I think he's gained about 10 pounds or something since. Uh, I heard that somewhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, with, the guy's been a beast with the brand Wheat Kings. Um, I think last year was something like 60 points in 56 games. Um, and he, I'm excited to see him, but I'm also excited to see uh, Sanderson come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's got something to prove. He wants to come in. He wants to be big and physical, but he wants to show his offensive side while he's at it. Um, a lot of people say he doesn't have the offensive side. Well, he's here to prove him wrong, and I think the World Juniors are going to be the place to do it. And as a guy who lives in Edmonton, I've been here when they had the um sorry when they had the playoffs going on um i heard nothing but good stuff about the bubble here uh very secure they had a lot of food options entertainment options uh it was a lot of fun from my understanding it's not toronto but mm-hmm. it's I, I heard it's really good out here yeah and it's nice that you uh you said the thing about uh sanderson trying to prove himself i think also um a lot of sense fans didn't really get the chance to see him in action and don't really know uh, much about him because um, he did play in the United States. So I think this is a big opportunity to showcase his skill, uh, see how he comes out and performs um, top-notch talent and, you know, big competition. Uh, that'll be nice to see. Um, I also just wanted to mention Jacob, just our producer right now, just pulled up that uh, uh, Bruce Garriosh tweeted, the flags at the Canadian Tire Center will be lowered to half mass in honor of the memory of Alex Trebek, which is... Uh, a nice thing to see. Um, hopefully, there's there's a little more uh, that takes place in honor to honor him. So we'll see. Um, but also back to the World Junior Showcase. I'm excited to see it in Edmonton. Um, you know, it's a different situation. Probably something we've never seen before, which will be interesting to see. We've seen it with the NHL, but World Juniors where there's more players. Um, you know, I, I I would argue that there's you know more teams. I guess. Because it's it's one bubble, I don't know how it's gonna work. Um, but I'm very excited, and my favorite player would probably be Jake Sanderson as well, just because I don't really know much about him, rather than the highlights I've seen. So, uh, speaking without of, <clears throat> speaking of uh, Sanderson, we should uh, we should touch really quick on the um, NCAC releasing their schedule. Mm-hmm. December second is the first day uh, that we will be able to see. Jake Sanderson and uh, Jacob Bernard-Docker play their first game together, hopefully on the first pairing together. It's yeah. like pre-Christmas, pre-Christmas. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's Christmas Day on December 2nd. Yeah, it's a nice little gift to see. <laughs> we get to see three, three of the, not only our top prospects as Sens fans, but three of the top prospects in the NHL. I think 
you'd have to put an asterisk beside beside uh, Bernard Docker on that one. However, I think he, Pinto has a great has a uh, great case for that as yeah. the MCAT Rookie of the Year. And Jake Sanderson was drafted fifth overall. So, you know, what can you say about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I'm excited to see Pinto come back to Ottawa in a couple of years too. Yeah, he should be making the jump with uh, JBD, you would think, right? Maybe the awesome year after. I, I would so? think the year after. Yeah, well, because I, I know he wants to win with UND. What if the team wins this year, you know, and JBD is ready to take the next step and maybe Pinto follows him uh, along? I, I don't know. That's just what I, I think. Say. I think JBD makes it this year or yeah. makes the jump. I think he makes the jump to North America and he starts playing in the AHL before the end of the season. Yeah. <clears throat> I would hope that is where that is the trajectory that he's on. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah, well, it'd be nice to see, you know, our UND boys eventually make it to North America. Maybe seeing them in Belleville first wouldn't be a bad idea. Uh, I'd love to see Pinto, I know, uh, in Belleville with the other UND boys. Maybe Tyconic steps it up and he makes a jump as well. Uh, obviously, had a new team this year in Omaha, which is a good situation for him because he has not been uh, succeeding it to... Um, uh, people's standards and probably his own standards as well at UND. So a nice change will be nice. Uh, but speaking of guys who really fell off of the, the charts a little bit uh, in, in terms of depth, we have uh, Yaros and he signed not too long ago. I'm just curious to know what you guys think about his future in Ottawa, because I, I personally thought this guy would come into our lineup last year and, you know, be a good player, but he hasn't really proved it. Uh, and, you know, he hasn't been really given the opportunity to showcase that he's he can stay here long term. So what's your guys' thoughts on that? Christian Yaros, one of my earlier memories of him uh was the was the rookie tournament right after uh Thomas Shabbat was drafted. <clears throat> I remember that specifically because a huge, a huge uh, connection was made as Thomas Shabbat was related to Carlson for the first time. And Brandstrom, or not Brandstrom, uh, Christian Yaros was actually compared to as a Mark Mathot just on the other side. So I found that really cool. <clears throat> I don't know if that's still where he can be. He's still got the size. He's still got the skating ability. And he does have actually quite a wicked shot when he can get it on point. But he just hasn't been able to put it all together into, into an actual, you know, dominant player. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, at the end of the day, I think people are expecting him to come up and be a little more offensive. But, I mean, he's, he's 24. He's still young. He's got plenty of time to discover what kind of defender he is. But... He's 220 pounds and he's six foot three. Uh, and he can skate. I, and he can skate, but at the end of the day, do we need another offensive guy? No, I think no. we need to bring back another uh, the big, solid stay-at-home defender like Chris Phillips was, but modify it with a bit of offensive abilities and more skating. Phillips isn't much of a skater, but Jaros is. I just think that Jaros could be a lot more to Ottawa if he was more of a stay-at-home defender. Big, physical, reads the plays really well. He just, I think one thing he lacks in is 
he doesn't see the ice very well. He'll he jumps in to the place yeah. at the wrong time. Yes. Um he he yeah, he goes for the body when he should be going for the puck, and he goes for the puck when he should be going for the body. So Yeah. What do you guys think of uh Josh Brown though as a big figure, you know, big big guy to support maybe our offensive guys? I was pretty happy when we acquired him and uh like I said earlier, I, I don't really know much about him, but I'm excited to see what he brings to the table. Uh, it wouldn't be a bad idea to put him with a guy like Shabbat or Branstrom, keep him protected, and be that big defensive guy on that uh, pairing. So, what do you what do you guys think about him? He's uh, <clears throat> he's never gonna be your your star. He's never gonna be your uh, minute crunching defenseman, but he will be your stay at home uh, if you need a pow- uh, if you need a penalty kill. He'll be he'll be your guy for that, and uh, that if you look at the special teams of, of the Senators, they've been pretty atrocious for the past couple of years. Yeah. You hope that that's one thing that he can definitely come in and really give a boost to. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's as, a good idea. And as far as his five on five, he uh, I, I think he's going to come and he's essentially going to be another Eric Griba. He's going to throw down the gloves when he has to. That's it. He's he's going to be a stay at home defender. Um, you know, he's not going to eat up a bunch of minutes, but he's going to eat up some minutes. He's going to be on the, you know, on the penalty kill. He's, he, I'm not going to call him a plug. Cause I think, I think no offense to grab it, but he is more of a plug. I, I think, I think Brown has more of a chance to be an actual legitimate NHL player, but he's essentially a grab a 2.0. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that, that, that probably isn't the worst thing right now, considering our decor. Um, but uh, I, I hope to see some changes as the season goes on. Maybe we acquire someone or maybe we sign someone next year or our rookies take the jump, but I think it's a big step for guys like Brandstrom, and I think having Brown there to protect him uh, or just you know have a solid guy to at least play with uh, is not a bad idea because we don't really have um, solid D, I would say, right now. Uh, but one position we're we're pretty filled in is is our goalies, and that was my next point. Um, you know, with the addition of Matt Murray, now I was curious to know what you guys think about our young goalies that are coming up because we we've seen strides from Joey Decord this year. Uh, Gustafson's playing really well in Europe right now, and Hogberg uh, obviously finished the season really strong next year. So you'd assume he'd be on the roster uh, in the season coming up. So. Uh, what what are you guys' thoughts for our goalies, and who do you think our best goalie prospect is, and what the acquisition of Matt Murray means for our goalie prospects in general? Well, for starters, we got a lot of them. We got a lot of them, and they've all got uh, they've all got talent. So we have Joey Decord, we have Philip Gustafson, Marcus Hogberg, Levi Marilainen. Kevin Mandelese. We have we have just a plethora of young young superstar goalies that are just ready to ready to kick some ass in the AHL, in the ECHL, and wherever they we want to send them. Yeah. See, for me it's a bit of a, a bittersweet having Matt Murray in. Because I think Matt Murray can come in and he can do really well. He's got two cups. Um at you know that he had a really good penguin team in front of him. And when there was a really bad pick with him in front of him, he didn't thrive. But I think coming to Ottawa could be a change of scenery and it could really help rejuvenate his, his game. 
But I never had a problem with bringing Matt Murray in. I think the amount of years that they brought him in for was kind of my issue because I was always looking forward to, you know, the Gustafson and, and, and you know, the cord and all these other guys coming up. And I, I felt like a real good battle was brewing for that number one spot. And now I feel like just because of term and, and, and money, Matt Murray's going to automatically get that position. And I don't feel like they're going to give anybody else an honest shot for at least four years, which at the end of the day is probably going to piss off some people. Um, like, Honestly, you guys watched Hogg last year. He did really good. He came in. Yeah. He had some really decent numbers considering he was thrown to the Wolves. Uh, 3.12 goals against average with a 904 save percentage. That's really good for a rookie who came in Absolutely. In, a, in a scramble, right? And, and like, you got to tip your hat to that. And honestly, I think if anybody should be coming in automatically as the backup, it should be hog right off the get-go. And one thing I'm really stoked about is Troy's Ma- uh, Troy Mann's comments about Decor and how they got a really good development plan developed for him specifically. I think Decor is the future of the team. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would think as well, considering how uh, Belleville really put him in a situation to be that guy, and he proved it, deserved it. Uh, I'd love to see his uh, progress uh, continue on next year, but so far, so good. I'm a huge fan of him, especially how he played at the University of uh, Arizona. Uh, great to see. Um, probably my favorite prospect and very vocal guy for the Sens uh, fan base. You've seen him different podcasts. He also engages with fans, and that's very nice to see. I, I think uh, for me, being a fan of him, uh, I'd love to chat with him one day, and maybe that'll come. But uh, He's my number one guy, and that's that was a good uh, shout there for uh, for him, Dave. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I wanted to talk about Hogberg because I think, if I'm not mistaken, he's one year older than Alexander Georgiev, or is he is he one year younger? I'm not sure, but his numbers are, are pretty comparable to uh, Georgiev's uh, numbers as well. And obviously, you saw the talk last year about Georgiev's. Uh, trade value because he was a trade asset uh, for the Rangers considering he had uh, Lundqvist and obviously their other goalies. So I- I'm curious, is Hogberg another one of those guys maybe at the end of this year who has more trade value for a team that wants to get another another goalie and maybe he proves himself to be more valuable than you know a backup goalie? You know, one of the things that I said at the beginning of... Uh, the off season when I thought it was going to be Hogberg and maybe Decord coming in was Hog might be one of those guys that's either going to come in as a number one goalie, and if he doesn't make it as a number one, he's going to be trade bait. Yeah, because I I feel like Hog's one of those guys that if he's not a one A, he's going to be a one B for us. In which case, he could be a one A for somebody else somewhere. He has trade value. Yeah, he has he has the potential it kind of looks like to sort of follow a similar career path to like an anti Niemi or a uh, Yarrow Halak, just a guy that'll come in or a James Reimer, just a guy that'll come in and he'll, he'll play you solid, solid games. He may not be the best goalie in the league and he may not steal you the Stanley cup, but he might. Mm-hmm. We nearly saw Halak do it last year. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <clears throat> that's very true. We nearly saw Huboden do it this year. 
<laughs> yeah. There's always a goalie every season. Every that year. Is, gets hot. That sh- yeah, that should not be where he is. Markstrom. Markstrom of Vancouver, when he went down, uh, I, I, I just... Vancouver... Uh, I have no words for Vancouver. I have no words for Vancouver. Yeah, well, Demko looked pretty good in his absence, so that that's that's obviously promising for them. And but uh, the pro- but my problem with that is Demko is still so unproven. Yeah, and they're and they're putting all their eggs in that basket. Mm-hmm. That I'm I'm baffled by that. Such a Vancouver Canucks move. Yeah. It's- it's still young to say, but he's been a very highly touted goalie for a long time. Yeah. From a very young age, I think it would be, I think it would be kind of a shock to the majority of the league if he, if Thatcher Demko didn't pan out at this point. Uh-huh. But keep Dude. in mind, they also did just sign Braden Holtby. How long was that mm-hmm. deal? There was a two year deal. Okay. So, you, so it's not you would for, think that. That's, yeah. but that's still some, at least solid backup. Yeah, yeah. But remember that Di Pietro was a sought-out goalie. Justin Pogge was a very highly sought-out Pogge. I'm not saying he's going to be a flop. I'm just saying for a team to put all their eggs, like to get rid of, to let Markstrom walk away, mm-hmm. I, I think they should have tried to keep him. It wouldn't have cost him. But at the end of the day, you put too much uh, on Demko's back. I, I, I don't see him doing very well with it. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Obviously, there's the Pietro as well that you mentioned, and that that'll be interesting to see yeah. what happens. And, with- but Di Pietro, and- Di Pietro was that wasn't a skill issue. That was a, an injury issue. The it, one it season, the one season that Di Pietro had that he actually that he played the majority of the games. I if if I remember, he did quite well. Mm-hmm. Like he was actually a pretty good goalie to the point where he did get offered a 15 year contract. Oh, oh, you're talking about Rick. I'm talking about <laughs> you're talking about Mike. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about Mike DiPietro, not Rick DiPietro. <laughs> no, it's okay, though. Anyways. It's okay. DiPietro now, you know, he's a great analyst on uh, <laughs> NBCS. <laughs> But you uh, know what? That's my bad. I should have. I should have been more clear. Uh, it's okay though. I I just thought you were talking about goalies that that uh, didn't exactly pan out. No, but All if right. I said if I said Lemieux, would you have assumed Claude or Mario? Wow. <laughs> that's Brandon, a story for another. That's a story for another day. Yeah, but going back to Vancouver, they did they did bring in Holtby. Uh, yeah. I mean, Holpe is is not exactly a washed up goalie either, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- does Holpe come in and th- do they go fifty fifty him and Demko, you know, and just see how it goes? Maybe I mean they they might that's, do, that's but what I think I Calgary's yeah I think Calgary's going to do that with Markstrom and and Riddick. They're going to kind of do what Edmonton did with you know last year. They're going to be like, hey guys, it's game by game. Whoever takes it takes it, and we'll just play on the hot goalie, and that might turn out to be a fifty fifty season. I think that's starting to become a very uh, or a much more common practice in the league. If you look at what Montreal did, they brought in Jake, Jake Allen as a one B for Carey Price. Like the Boston's always rolled with their Tuka Rask and uh, do you Yaro think that's Halak some there? sort? That's that's like another sort of load management, something we've seen in the NBA with aging stars. You know, especially goalie, which is a hard position to play and. Uh, you need to stay in shape, you know, for for such a long time. I mean, 
I, I definitely see the point you're making with the 50-50, and I think that's a good idea uh, moving forward, especially since the younger goalies, you see Askarov, uh, Carter Hart, obviously, very, very good at such a young age. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if we saw that more more and more uh, throughout the league, see uh, 50-50. Um, but uh, good, good, uh, good example with Montreal with Jake Allen and Carey Price, and I, I'm excited to see how that plays out for this year, Noah. Yeah. All right. Well, Dave, since you're on, and obviously we're very happy about that, and you are our founder, I was just going to ask you if you could mention a little something uh, for what's to come with the new era sends, because we haven't really talked about that much on our podcast, and I think you're the right guy to ask. Mm, so. Give us a little tidbit. Nah, fair yeah. enough. Now, without going to specific details, uh, the listeners are going to want to tune into the next episode. We're going to have an extremely special guest, uh, something I'm really excited about. And uh, first of many, uh, I believe that we're going to have on uh, on our show. Uh, secondly, I think a lot of people already know this, but we've partnered up with NHL.com, Fanatics, and Lids. Uh, so you can get merch through our website. Uh, but yeah, we have a lot on the go. I uh, look forward to our YouTube uh we're going to have a YouTube channel coming up uh, season start. We're going to be doing uh, day, uh, game day vlogs. Uh, so there's a lot going on. Uh, we're going to be bringing in some new writers here very soon. Uh, there's, there's a lot happening behind the scenes. Uh, some of the things that I can't say on the show, just in case, but there's a lot happening. And for now, I mean, people are going to want to tune in every week. Yeah, that's, that's great stuff. And <clears throat> being part of this, uh, has really made me feel, you know, like uh, I'm part of a family and you guys have been really amazing with uh, uh, everything and super supportive with what I bring to the table. So I'm very happy to be with you guys and great leadership in uh, you, Dave, for handling everything, uh, dealing with business and setting up all these things for us. Noah, great podcast uh, co-host with me uh, every week, which is very nice to look forward to talk to you. Uh, I'm super excited, and I think a lot of people are because uh, we sort of made waves uh, on Twitter a few times, and it, it's nice to see that we already have some supporters. And um, you know, we're just passionate Sense fans who do this uh, on uh, on their off time, and we don't get paid for this uh, as of yet. But uh, just know that uh, it really means a lot to us all the support that people bring, and uh, we'll we'll keep uh, putting our best into giving you, you know good content uh, as sense fans for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I just want to bring up one more thing. We had a little bit of controversy here recently uh, on our team um, with uh, parting ways with a member uh, just due to uh, online situation. So I just want to bring up one thing uh, that we are 100% against online bullying and any kind of bullying of any sorts. Um, and if you're experiencing anything like that, not even just through our channels, through any of our people or anything, talk to somebody because it's not right. And and again, it's one of those things where um, we had something happen this week and, and we've all talked about it in depth and we've all dealt with it. Um, it's, uh, it's just not something that anyone should be standing for in 2020. Like this is... So I just wanted to bring that up, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, it's just something I'm very passionate about and something I'm I, I 100% for fighting against. No, no. Well said, man. And we appreciate uh, what you have to say. And I think bringing awareness to it is a, is a good thing instead of uh, sweeping it under the desk. Um, so, yeah, we, people know where we stand. And um, I think it, it's a good thing. Well, 
Um, anyway, so as of right now, uh, I just wanted to mention one more thing before we go. Uh, it, it, it was about Davidson being loaned out and playing with his brother. I forgot to mention it earlier. Uh, I was pretty happy to see um, you know, that nice little connection. Um, I don't know if you know anything about it or what you expect to see from him because he's another guy we just acquired um, you know, two seasons ago last year. Um, and I, I don't know. I haven't really been keeping track with him because he's not that super flashy guy, uh, but also nonetheless a, a very good prospect. And um, where do you guys, where do you see him fit in? I think he's he's going to be really good in Belleville. I mean, he played, I think, eighteen games last last season. He didn't get much going, um, you know. But he nobody can get much going in eighteen games. It, it takes a bit of time to build that chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really happy to see him with his brother. Marcus is, if I'm not wrong, he's a younger brother. And it's not like the Sedin twin situation, but you kind of get that that same feeling watching them play together for Sweden. And it's just really cool to watch. I personally really like Davidson as as a prospect. Um, I don't think he's ever going to be an NHL superstar, uh, but I think he could be. He can make a roster somewhere, um, maybe with Auto in the future. But the depth in Auto is really deep. Um, so I personally don't see him be more than a call-up or an AHL um, starter. But again, he might end up somewhere else. You never know. Yeah, again, another guy, like you said, could be used as a trade asset or, or whatnot. Um, another guy, I think, who has something to prove in this upcoming year, maybe playing with his brother really does them some good, uh, maybe some chemistry there. Um, but, you know, just another guy that maybe – in Europe is the best situation for him this year. Um, we've seen it with other players. Um, you know, Abramov playing really well. Uh, same with uh, Gustafsson. So um, we'll see. But I don't think this is a bad idea. And I'm excited to see uh, what he brings to the table uh, in the future. Um, I just want to mention, I'm really happy to see how many guys we've loaned out to yeah. go play for a team in their home country. You're, you're getting the rust off early. So these guys are going to come into camp and they're going to be ready to go. And they're going to get all the experience that they need right now. Um, like I, I really hope uh, Timmy gets to play in the world juniors. Um, I think Ottawa would let him because one, he's a very passionate guy and I'm sure playing for his country is important to him. And two, because you want him to have that experience physically to get, you know, after a surgery, but also mentally, I think it's important for him to go play to get, you know, feel better about himself, feel better about his game and then feel better about Ottawa and letting him go play. And he's going to take that energy and bring it back to Ottawa and he's going to crush it. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think the same way as you do. Uh, I also think the sense, you know, perspectives on, on Stutzla is to not really rush him um, that much. I don't think they expect him to, you know, I don't even know if it's in their plans to bring him in this year and be, you know, that guy. I think they'll take the the another year if that's the case, because uh, he hasn't signed. Maybe there's trouble uh, with his team in Mannheim, but uh, I think it'd be a good idea to send him to the World Juniors. Obviously, play against people his age or close to his age, uh, build some strength and dominate. Uh, maybe Reichel goes and Peterka goes as well, so that'd be nice for him. Um, but uh, yeah. I'm excited, and I wonder, I still think to this day, you know, I, I still ask myself what they really uh, are going to do with Stutzla, but uh, I'd love to see him in the World Juniors. I, I really would. Against Sanderson, uh, it just brings back uh, Shabbat versus White vibes, you know, just looking back a little bit. I'll bet you a large coffee that Timmy plays in Ottawa next season. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I would probably put the same bet to be honest, but uh, right, let's do it. You know, large coffee, sure. <laughs> large coffee for on my part that he doesn't play, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you one if he does. And don't worry, I'm a McDonald's coffee guy, not a Starbucks guy, so it's not that expensive. <laughs> okay, I, I'm sure Noah's gonna side with you, so I might owe him a coffee there. So I'll stop by McDonald's uh, <laughs> just for you guys. <laughs> Fair. I just want to give a shout out to Jake, our producer, uh, who does incredible things behind the scenes for us. Uh, I'd also like to give a shout out to OSNL for really being there for us since day one. And a huge shout out to Everyday Sends. Everyone's seen his incredible artwork on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we often use his photographs uh, in our articles on our website. So huge shout out and thank you guys. All right. Well, that concludes our episode. We had um, a little bit less to talk about today because it's been sort of a bit of a dry, dry week. Um, but next week we have a big episode, like you mentioned, Dave. Uh, we are very happy to have you, and obviously we'll we'll have you back any single time we can. Um, I'm very excited to see what's going to happen with New Era Sends, and I hope you guys tune in. Uh, you can find us on Twitter as usual at New Era Sense Pod for our podcast page. And new era, new era sends as our main page on Twitter. We're very active. You'll find us uh, usually comment, but uh, behind our posts, so you won't have problems uh, looking us up. And we usually uh, respond to people quite often. So um, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week, guys. Thank you. All right.